Russia announced that it has started supplying crude and LNG on Nord Stream 1 again, except it is at a limited capacity, 40%. It used to be 65 to 70% before. It is now down to 40%. So what is it? what does it mean for countries like Germany, which are the direct recipients, and for the other downstream uh, countries? In fact, three countries from the EU were completely shut out by our Russia because they said they cannot pay rubles for their crude and LNG from Russia. Russia said, go. Bulgaria and a few other countries. Um, the data about exactly which countries got excluded, you can get it from the references that is pr provided in the description section. So let's take a quick look at what are the options for Europe if Russia completely shuts down. Now, one other reason that was given was that Russia needed a turbine repaired in Canada and sent over to Russia. And I think that has now happened, although we don't know if that has come online or not. Now, Russia has also said that there is one other turbine that needs repair and that is going to be sent to Canada and that will again, you know, restrict the flow. So Russia is telegraphing something saying that we are not going to give you oil anymore. So this is a counterplay, play, counterplay, whatever you want to think about it. Remember that just a couple of days ago, Putin went down and met with Erdogan and that 50 second wait. And, you know, you saw that previous hangout of mine. So let's take a look at what are the different ways in which Europe, Western Europe especially, was getting oil from Russia and what are its options. This is about a year old, but the, the pipeline still exists. It is just a matter of, you know, whether there is a flow or not. And remember that because Russia, um, because uh, the Europe has been used to getting everything on pipelines, they don't have storage facilities. If let us say they switch from Russia to somebody else, they need to have storage tanks. For example, how do you store natural gas? How do you store crude? So there are all these challenges uh, that will be facing Europe. So it's, it's not an easy problem to solve. These are the most important gas pipelines in Europe. And this, you can see that it is including Nord Stream 2 that is available, that you can see, clear, uh, you know, if you if you look closely, if you observe closely, you can see that. And, and Russia is also supplying some natural gas to United Kingdom, all the way up to United Kingdom. Now, let's look at, at the numbers for this. The Russia's gas export, Germany was clearly the biggest recipient at 42.6%, Italy 28, and then it just goes down all the way down to Japan. Now, what is going to happen is that in this, I'm sure now, and that is 2022, this data is 2020, uh, the Chinese component has gone up probably uh, either number two or somewhere very close to that. And India also probably is in the mix now. Although I'm not so sure if India is getting natural gas from Russia. I know India is getting crude from Russia. Slight difference between the two. Okay, here are the crude pipelines between Russia and Europe. More or less the same, but there are some that only carry crude and don't carry uh, natural gas. So the, you get the idea, right? Okay. And look at the uh, countries importing Russian oil. Uh, Lithuania is number one, then Finland, Slova uh, Slovakia, and the percentages reflect their uh, the percentage of their imports from Russia. So in other words, if you add up these things, it will not be 100%. It will be much more than that. Lithuania is importing 60% from Russia. So these are all the countries that are going to be affected if Russia says no more oil for you, like the soup Nazi. So what are the alternatives for Europe? 
if they don't get gas and petrol from Russia, what are their alternatives? Well, clearly they can get it from US, Qatar, Norway, Australia, Canada, Algeria, Nigeria. And now I'm hearing that Libya is coming back up and they are at 400,000 barrels a day. They could pump up to 800,000 barrels per day, but they have this, you know, who's going to rule the country problem. And that's been going on. The guy who lost the elections or finished his term last December is refusing to quit. And there is a new prime minister in waiting. So Libya has been in this sort of a uh, limbo government for several years now. But be that as it may, somehow they seem to have some understanding of whether to pump crude or not. And they may, uh, they have come back online around 400,000. They may go up to 800,000. Again, read the references to get a more accurate uh, picture on this. My point in putting this video together is that Europe, if it really decides that it doesn't want to do with Russia, has several problems. It's not just the fact that they can, they have to wait longer periods to get uh, crude and natural gas from other countries. In fact, if they get it from Australia, it's halfway across the world. So that is one side, then the storage, then the processing, then the distribution. All this needs to be figured out before winter sets in because in winter, the heating requirements go through the roof. Right now, Europe may not be feeling it because they are in the middle of a heat wave, but the opposite starts happening come October. So Russia might be biding its time and then really striking hard at that point of time and say, okay, you go and do whatever you want. However, it's not as if Russia has everything smooth either. They have to keep pumping crude. So if they want to not sell to Europe, where are they going to sell their oil to? Is it going to be India and China and perhaps Turkey? So Turkey could be a key player here, but Turkey's needs are not as much as, say, for example, Western Europe. So because Turkey is a warmer climate, it may not need as much. So there is no, you know, one offsetting the other kind of a situation. We have to wait and see how this plays out. But the more important point here is while crude today is uh, Western Texas is below $100 and Brent is 104 or so. Today, it seems to be lower. And at the pump, they expect by mid-August in the United States for petrol per gallon price to drop below $4. Right now, it is at $4.50, $4.80 or, or somewhere there. Of course, California has its own premium. We are paying $5.30, $5.40 per uh, gallon. But long term, by uh, August, they expect it to crack the $4 per gallon number and then it will be less than that. Uh, also, I am um, hearing that more and more shale wells are coming back online and and that is a good sign because that means that us can pick up the slack and also be able to pump more remember somebody has to pick up the slack and and pump to europe and the meanwhile the refinery companies are making money hand over fist there the last quarter it is rumored that it is 642 percent their profit margins any one of you who are owning Refinery company stocks, you have got a bonanza on your hands. Thanks for watching. Please like, share and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to click on the bell button for notifications. Namaskar.